Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 28 November 2021. Our bit today comes from Job 19:25, And that says, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter or last day upon the earth, Now, it's a chilly Sunday morning, friends, with a touch of snow in my area, the first of the season. But we can't allow a little snow to stop us from gathering to worship our wonderful Lord and Savior on His Sabbath day. No, we obviously cannot do that. But for those who are frail and still wary of the COVID, What with another new variant now in circulation? Just get out your electronic devices and you can worship online with us. And as always, we open with a magnificent song of worship. Today's song is aptly titled, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. Whoa, what a powerful song authored by Samuel Medley in between. He lived between 1738 and 1799. And he, while fighting as a member of the Royal Navy, got severely wounded and was forced to retire. He eventually became a pastor of a Baptist church and wrote several hymns. This one possibly being his most famous. So in soulful harmony, Let's raise our voices in sacrificial praise to heaven, singing these heartfelt words as though we are truly grateful for Jesus. As one voice, I know that my Redeemer lives. What comfort this sweet sentence gives. He lives, he lives, who once was dead, he lives, my ever-living head. He lives triumphant from the grave. He lives eternally to save. He lives all glorious in the sky. He lives exalted there on high. He lives to bless me with his love. He lives to plead for me above. He lives my hungry soul to feed. He lives to help in time of need. He lives to grant me rich supply. He lives to guide me with his eye. He lives to comfort comfort me when faint. He lives to hear my soul's complaint. He lives to silence all my fears. He lives to wipe away my tears. He lives to calm my troubled heart. He lives all blessings to impart. He lives, my kind, wise, heavenly friend. He lives and loves me right to the end. He lives, and while he lives, I'll sing. He lives, my prophet, priest, and king. He lives and grants me daily breath. He lives, and I shall conquer death. He lives, my mansion to prepare. He lives, to bring me safely there. He lives all glory to his name. 
he lives my Savior still the same? Oh, the sweet joy this sentence gives. I know that my Redeemer lives. He lives all glory to his name. He lives my Savior still the same. Oh, the sweet joy this sentence gives. I know that my Redeemer lives. <laughs> and do we ever know that as an indisputable truth, my fellow saints? Jesus is our great Redeemer. Job foreshadowed his majesty and glory before he ever came to earth with these words of total faith. For I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter or last day upon the earth. And did our Lord and Savior ever stand proudly on the earth during his first coming and will be even more majestic and powerful when he returns the second time? He's done and is doing all that the songwriter says above there. The first and foremost important thing is that he lives. He once was dead, but rose triumphantly from the grave, eternally to save, setting us free from the shackles of sin. He's our comfort, our intercessor, our pain bearer and way maker. He grants us daily breath, and because of him, we too shall conquer death. Oh friends, those are only a few of the things that Jesus does on our behalf. We could spend the entire day writing about his goodness and mercy and still have some left over. That's how wonderful our Jesus is. Now, there are some other wonderful scriptures on the subject that I think we should consider. Here the prophet Isaiah talked to his people about the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel. He says, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins. So return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains. O forest and every tree therein. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. And that's taken from Isaiah 44, verses 22 to 23. Army people, that's the way all the earth should behave on account of Christ's wonderful and selfless redemption. Meanwhile, Titus in the New Testament when talking about the Christian life, says it this way, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar or special people zealous of good works. And that comes from Titus 2, Verses 13 to 14. And we are indeed a people set apart, sanctified through Jesus' death and resurrection, who are expected to do good works in his name. 
but we are not doing the good works that he expects of us. Otherwise, so many of our fellow humans would not be suffering as they are today. Instead, we are, for whatever reason or reasons, banding with the evil doors of the world, not raising the name of Jesus sufficiently. Obviously, we are not taking the words of Paul to the Galatians as seriously as we ought to, where he says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free, and be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. And that comes from Galatians 5.1. Yes, friends, Christ died to make us free from the law, from the yoke of sin. Why are we succumbing to it again? Eh? Don't we remember Jesus' momentous words on the subject? If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And that comes from John 8. 31 to 32, and also verse 36. And as I keep saying, these tough and dangerous times are when all believers ought to raise up their level of faith and stand strong for Christ, because he is the only one who can help us get through the suffering so many of us are currently experiencing. That's why he's the Redeemer, you know. And if you don't want to call on your Redeemer and place your trust in Him during hard times, then what's the purpose of having a Redeemer? Eh? Now, let's end with the words of this momentous conversation between Jesus and Martha, that's Lazarus' sister, when he finally came after Lazarus had died. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead or may die, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And that comes from John 11, 23 to 26. And that's a very good question for all of us supposed believers to ask ourselves this Sunday morning in these dark and mightily troubled times with people. Do we believe what Jesus says? Or are we just fooling ourselves? Please, let's take it seriously now. Because it's all for our benefit not for Christ. Much love. And the postscript for today says, A Redeemer is only as good as the help we seek from Him. Otherwise, His redemption is wasted. And that's a simple fact. Why have a Redeemer if we're not getting or asking what He has and that's exactly what many of us are doing. Otherwise, we wouldn't be suffering like we are. So please, friends, we have a Redeemer. 
Let's look to him now. Let's go to him. That's why he came and redeemed us so we can come to him and get whatever we need from him. So this Sunday morning, let's get out there and live for Jesus as always. And we pray that in his mighty name. Please have a blessed Sunday, my people. Much love.